Hi, this is Dave Summers, and welcome to AMA Edgewise. Roseanne J. Thomas is founder and president of Protocol Advisors, Inc., which provides business etiquette and international protocol training to students and professionals at many of the world's most highly respected organizations. She's the author of a very interesting, pertinent, some people might say throwback, and I would punch them in the nose if they said that, book entitled, Excuse Me, The Survival Guide to Modern Business Etiquette. Roseanne, welcome to AMA Edgewise. Thank you, Dave. This is a cool book. Again, it's one of those sort of, I don't want to call them vanishing skills, but you really kind of wonder about where people's heads are at these days with decorum. We talked about it before the microphones were turned on here, about understanding that they are becoming their own brand. Exactly. Their, their, their identity, the way they present themselves, the way they dress, the way mm-hmm. they eat, the mm-hmm. way they conduct business conversations or are on the phone or whatever, it's important. It's critical. It, it truly is. You know, nowadays, people, they used to hire for skill. Now they're hiring for attitude. They tend to think that if you have the right attitude, you can be taught the skill. So more and more, when I got out of college, it was all about what technical skills you had. Sure. More and more these days, it's liberal arts degrees that sure. are getting the great jobs because they, well, I guess, they think that they are going to do well in the job. They can smart enough to be able to learn the skills right. uh, once on the job. You know, well-honed social skills have always made the biggest difference. Exactly. People, we know this, hire people with whom, and work with people with whom they like, people with whom they feel comfortable, people who they like. And that is interesting because they might even work with someone who doesn't have the best price, doesn't have the best service. They just like working with them. Right. You're given a lot of latitude. Sure. And this is where these social skills come into play. People make choices and you want to be the choice. Exactly. And there are things you can do to become that choice. But it it takes some deliberation on your part. So what's critical? If you could give me a short list of social skills that are essential, that are critical, that people need to be in the workplace need to be paying attention to right now, what would that be? Right, right off the bat, attitude, your attitude. And a lot of people think, well, I've got a great attitude, but are you evidencing that? Are you actually showing that? So you've got to figure out ways in which you could display a winning attitude and then actually do it. You know, right. holding the doors open, smiling at people, sure. listening well, that kind of thing. So your attitude accounts for about 85% of your success. Right. So start there. And then it's a building block after there. We, we think about our attire is, is important. What we wear to work, does matter. Mm-hmm. Even though it's very, very casual right now, you still have to fit in with the norms of that particular corporate culture. Mm-hmm. By the way, you need to understand that corporate culture. Mm. You're not going to change the culture, It probably, in your lifetime. Maybe in your lifetime if you spend the, your, your entire lifetime. But a culture is a culture pretty much. Sure. I mean, the, the higher-ups might be able to start to change it. But my thinking is we adapt to the culture. Sure. These days, we hear a lot about the flat organizational sure. structures, and there is some movement in that area. But nonetheless, there are still people who are in charge. Sure. There, there truly are. We've got to make sure that we know what the culture is and make sure that we're not offending anyone between us and the person who, who's in charge. Many of the folks who listen to this program are going to say, this is a nice to have. This is a, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if there are enough hours in the day, if there are enough days in the week, uh, maybe I'll get around to becoming a more etiquette and polite person and stuff like that. What are the bottom line business costs and impacts to a, an individual and to a company for not getting this right? Wow. For the company, it's money. 
there's a study that tells us maybe up to $300 billion in lost productivity, in health-related costs, in lawsuits, you know, people who feel – and so many people feel disrespected in the job. They say that's the one thing they want most and the one thing they get the least. And so companies have to make sure that their culture supports a civil interaction between – Because they – otherwise, they're really – putting themselves at risk. You know, nothing's secret anymore. Sure. Go into glassdoor.com right. yep. and your company, yep. all they have to do is just say, what's, what's it like to work at this company? Right. And so that's going to come out. So if it's mm-hmm. not an inclusive company, if it's an uncivil company, you can't hide it anymore. Right. A couple other things is pretty so Right now, we're involved with technology a great deal. What's going to happen is... You mean like uh, mobile technology every, and stuff like that? Exactly right. Well, Internet-related stuff. Everything it seems to be technology to the extent that studies tell us that within 10 years, even less, that perhaps 50% of the jobs that are there right now, mm-hmm. what we have right now, are going to be redundant. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to distinguish yourself? It's going to be through your people skills. By being more, more human. <laughs> by, by, by being more human. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. When technology becomes ubiquitous, which it almost is right sure. now, or technology skills, I should say, when it does, at that point, what's going to distinguish you? It will be what has always distinguished you or people throughout ages is your social skills. How do you make that other person feel? How do you make that other person feel? Sure. Valued, respected, listened to? If you do, the chances that you'll succeed are far, far greater. There was a, I don't know what magazine it was in, but when I was in college, I don't talk about how long ago this was. It was a humor magazine or something like that. There was some type of fake superhero called Politeness Man. And anytime he saw someone offending someone else, he had sort of this steel handkerchief and he would like whip somebody with it like the Batarang from Batman. But is it possible for someone to get too focused, to go too over the top with etiquette, politeness, decorum, formality? Is it possible to go too far? Absolutely. You certainly can. First, you've got to figure out what your motives are. And if it's to show respect to that person, then you figure out what the right way to do it. So if you are the least bit affected, if you are dramatic, if, if you're doing anything other than trying to better that relationship. It becomes performance, right? Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. So yes, you can overdo it. What we do instead is figure out what respect means to that person and then proceed accordingly. Now, we had, again, before the microphones were on, we had talked a fair amount about millennials. And Mm -hmm. millennials are achieving this sort of status of being the largest segment in today's employees' Mm -hmm. population. They're Mm -hmm. in the tipping point of becoming that, if not not having actually become Mm -hmm. that. Shouldn't any type of book of this type be designed primarily with them in mind? Again, this is a leading question because Mm -hmm. we talked about it before the microphones came on. Why isn't this specifically targeted Mm -hmm. at millennials? Sure. So you're absolutely right. They're huge. They're a huge cohort. But right now, right this second, they are still outnumbered by the other three generations in the workplace. So together, they are outnumbered. So we've got a multi-generational workforce. Exactly. And those are the people, the higher-ups, those are the ones who are signing the paychecks, making the job offers, have your career in their So you want to absolutely conduct yourself in a way that is appealing to them. Sure. (laughs) A couple other things is, you know, we live in a global business economy. In the international arena, relationships are everything. Respect is everything. Hospitality is everything. 
we're not competing with someone across the street. Maybe we are, but we're also competing with people across the world or companies sure. across the world. Exactly. So that's a problem as well. You know, one other benefit to the millennials, I think, in establishing relationships across genders is that these older folks, you know, the 50s and up, have tremendous institutional knowledge. Mm-hmm. They know things because they've been around. Mm-hmm. They have relationships because they've been around. To the extent that companies are starting to get very nervous about what they consider brain drain. Sure. People are walking out the door with very valuable institutional knowledge. Sure, sure. Before it's, it's never coming back. Never coming back. Yeah. Even if the baby boomers aren't retiring, they might be going, going somewhere else. else. Exactly sure. right. And so companies are putting into place policies or, or at least strategies to try to get this institutional knowledge before right. it goes away forever. So my, my thinking is, millennials, this is a perfect opportunity. Right. Befriend someone. Right. Right. <laughs> you might learn a lot, and you might get their contacts, and you know it, it helps you. Depending upon where a person is in their career, whether yeah. they're just newly hired, they're fresh, their experience have been in, or they're thinking they're considering retiring, stuff like that. What are some things a person can can get started with today? Right now, as soon as they get done listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. with honing and improving their interpersonal skills. Sure. Okay, so I would say do a self-assessment. Just figure out a lot of people are fine with saying, oh, I don't like small talk or, you know, I don't want to email or anything. I'm not going to pick up the phone. Sure. Whatever you think you need to work on, start to work on that. Right. Start to practice that right off the bat. Right. You know, it is generation specific. Mm-hmm. We tend to think that, and here I am generalizing for sure, but we tend to think that the millennials don't want to establish eye contact. They don't want to talk on the telephone sure. versus the older folks who are tech averse, you know, and they are, they had to retire kind right. of thing. So the older folks have to work on that. Sure. They've got to work on the technical skills. They've mm-hmm. got to work on the vocabulary. Mm-hmm. They cannot be seen as has-beens. And sometimes we complain about our bad back or sure. this or that. And people tend to pigeonhole you that sure. way. So you do what you need to do to package yourself mm-hmm. so that you are relevant and valuable to this company. And just to wrap up here, what's in your mind, what's the number one thing we can each do every day mm-hmm. to virtually ensure professional success. What's that one thing we should be mindful of or we should do? Mm-hmm. That very one thing is to empathize with other people. We have got to get out of our own heads and try to figure out what respect means to that person sitting across from us. And that means that we've got to maybe do some due diligence. <laughs> I think what you're talking about is, 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 to your point, is being empathetic. The example we talked about um, a little bit earlier when I first met you was this idea of the of the platinum rule. Oh, yes. You know, there's the golden rule, you know, treat others the way you would like them to be treated. The platinum rule, which is, you know, treat them how they want to be treated. But an active, important, critical, essential piece of that is you need to spend the time to figure out how they want to be treated. Thank you. You absolutely do. And there's a lot of information out there. There's a ton of information. The terminology used in the LGBT community, you want to know. There was once a time when the husbands or wives were referred to as spouses or partners. Now they are referred to as husbands or wives. So we want to know that terminology. We want to know what to say to a returning military a veteran. A veteran. We yeah. definitely, definitely don't sure. want to ask questions that would be inappropriate. So, just in general, it's be empathetic. You yes. know, work work that empathy muscle as hard as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. 
Dr. Stephen Hawking says the same thing. He said it's the biggest problem we have. People don't have empathy. If they did, everything would be so much better. He said that most recently. Yeah. What's in this book for a new manager? Somebody who's just picked up the reins of leading a team, a project. They've been a great individual contributor. They've been a rock star, solo performer. What's in this book for somebody who has just been given the reins of a team, an organization, a tribe, and the money and the resources associated with the success of that. Sure. So, you know, they all of a sudden have not only their personal brands to think about, (laughs) they've got the company brand to think about. They also need to think about the fact that the people who work for them are going to be looking at them and perhaps modeling their behavior, their dress, all of their attitudes on the boss. Sure. We tend to look at the boss. When in doubt, we look at the boss. So there's a great deal of responsibility upon new managers. Very good news, though, honestly, Dave. This is not a difficult skill set to learn, but it's a critical skill set to learn. Sure. You've got to put in the time. You, you've got to put in at least a little time. I, I would think it's the easiest skill set as long as you do a little reading and research and, and learning here and there. But you've got to do it because social skills matter. And it pays dividends. It does. It sure does. <laughs> We've been speaking to Roseanne J. Thomas, author of Excuse Me, The Survival Guide to Modern Business Etiquette, published by Amicom, a division of the American Management Association. This is extremely cool, very relevant stuff, Roseanne. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you, Dave. Nice to meet you. AMA webinars provide 90 minutes of focused how-to instruction and specific solutions for solving your most pressing work issues. You'll participate in an in-depth course taught by an expert who will answer your questions and guide you through the process a step at a time. For a complete schedule of upcoming AMA webinars, visit our events calendar at amanet.org forward slash events. found value in this program or if you have any comments and questions you'd like to loop back with us on we can be reached at a phone number 212-903-8090 or by email at edgewise at aminet.org that's edgewise at amanet.org